Yo, it's the Southside's own Jonathan Hood. Weeknights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Abreu massacres this ball to left center field. Donna goes in motion left. Snap it to Michelle. He's running to the left. Angling. 25-20. Got a block for Brock. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Don't win it. We're headed to Atlanta. Trubisky's going to run it. And he is going to get a first down. How about Trubisky to the 42-yard line? Oh, my goodness. In the ring. Steamboat's got him up. A slam. The Hood with Jonathan Hood. Weeknights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Welcome in to Under the Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. I'm Chris Black with Adam Abdallah singing for Jonathan Hood tonight. You can follow us on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah and at Chris Black. We're live from the first Midwest Bank Studios on State Street. In downtown Chicago, we are here till 9 o'clock tonight. We're open for business and your phone calls at 312-332-3776. Or you can tweet at us. We will get back to you throughout the show. We will get live in-game updates from Jesse Rogers at the bottom of each hour tonight as the Cubs and the Pirates play. We will also keep you up to date if any news breaks between the Bears and the New York Giants. Uh, No starters are playing. So basically, nothing is going on, but we'll keep our eyes on it. What are you talking it. about? Eh, nothing's you, really whoa, going on. Whoa, no starters are playing. Whoa, There's no quarterback out there. Whoa. As Daniel Jones and Eli Manning try and position themselves for the starting spot I for the Giants. I will have you know that Eddie Pinheiro is already yeah, one well, for one with a 41-yard field goal, sir. Congratulations to him. We will update you on the kickers. In the Bears game, uh, as well as we uh, go along here tonight, 8 o'clock hour, summer football, we'll talk with Jason Fitz from ESPN Radio, Golik and Wingo. You hear him each weekday right here on ESPN 1000. We'll talk with Jason Fitz about the NFL and college football. And Don Van Nata from ESPN, he has a new show called Backstory on ABC. It's on Sunday at noon. That uh, story is about Serena Williams and the umpire from the 2018 U.S. Open final from last year. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to uh, DVN, Don Van Nata, coming up at 8.30 as well here <laughs> on the an, program. He's a well-respected yes. investigative Not journalist. DVN. And he is yes. slumming it with us. Yes. So we'll talk to him at uh, 8.30 uh, later on tonight. Uh, later on this hour in about 30 minutes. I have a question for you about the Chicago Bulls and Zach Levine. It's related to USA basketball. We're going to get into that. And then also, did you see that Daryl Morey said that James Harden is the best scorer ever? That's right. He mentioned Michael Jordan's name as well. We'll we'll get into that as well this hour, uh, Abdallah. But let's start with this. Let's start with the National Football League. And one of the great things I love about the National Football League is I'm sitting there today at my desk looking at the standings from last season. I'm trying to figure out who's the team that's going to make the playoffs from each division. It's a mental exercise that I go through like every other day. Like, I think I'm going to change my own mind. Instead of, like, a crossword puzzle? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah okay. I sit there, instead of doing a Sudoku, I sit there and I look at the standings. I try and figure out which teams in the National Football League here in the summer are going to make the playoffs at the end of this year. Yeah. And the one thing that I thought of as I was sitting there looking at the divisional standings is, are you aware at how many divisions, as of right now, here in August, 
where we could say they may have the possibility of three teams from that division making the playoffs? Let me see. One, two, three, four, five. I count five. Five out of the, how many divisions are there? Eight? Five out of eight. Chris Blackenham of Dallas singing for Jonathan Hood tonight. You are correct. I found five divisions. Really? Wow. Yeah. So uh, as we start, the AFC North, uh, I look at it and I say, you know, heading into the season, there's a lot of hype around the Cleveland Browns. I think people are sleeping a bit on the Steelers, but I think some experts are still giving them the respect they're due. And I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Ravens, a team that made the playoffs last year. I think they're back for more. That's a division where you basically can only rule out the Bengals at this time, right? Sitting in the summer, looking ahead at the season, it feels like there's three teams in the mix in the AFC North. We move to the AFC South. Mm-hmm. You have the Jags, you have the Colts, the te- the Texans. I think the only team in that division people are kind of ruling out are the Titans, right? Well, yeah, I mean, you look at that division and you've got the issues with Andrew Luck and his ankle, calf, muscle, whatever it is. And then can Deshaun Watson stay healthy for an entire season? And one of my picks to go from worst to first after going first to worst last season are the Jacksonville Jaguars with the real quarterback. You've got a real quarterback now. You've got a defense that's stacked. You've got weapons all over the place. I like the Jacksonville Jaguars to make a run at the division again after only winning five games. Another division I look at and I say, wow, there's really only one team you can count out from this division. It's the NFC South. The Atlanta Falcons, I feel like, is another team that not really many people are talking about, but they seem Mm -hmm. to have all the pieces uh, in the making of a team that could make a playoff run. The Saints, obviously, they got to the uh, NFC Championship game. They lost on the pass interference uh, foul, and and, and clearly that's a team that should have been in the Super Bowl last season. And the Carolina Panthers, a team that I, like you, Abdallah, your thought about Jacksonville – I think about Carolina. I think Carolina is one of those teams outside looking in that they have all the pieces. Mm -hmm. Cam Newton, if healthy, they can make a playoff run. I think the the NFC South is another division with three teams here in August where we could say may have three playoff teams. Well, everybody's saying that the Saints are basically going to the Super Bowl because of what they have. But ultimately, there is a cliff that quarterbacks will fall off of, and it's only a matter of time. Like, Drew Brees will regress at some point like he will tom brady will also regress at some point it's just a matter of when and when and if that is this year you're not buying into the uh bruce arians uh experience well as much as i want to as you and i are big uh fans of gambling on bruce arians Mm -hmm. because he always has the foot on the pedal for the entire game he keeps games close he goes for points every possession He's a fun team to gamble on. I just don't think the Bucks have enough no. in that division because the other three teams are stacked. I agree with you. As I continue to look around the National Football League, another division that I, I, I jumps out at me where there might be three playoff teams, I look at the NFC West. The San Francisco 49ers are going to have a real quarterback this year. After three games last year, their franchise quarterback went down. That changes a lot for your football team. The Rams, a lot of people suggest, are one of the best teams in football. And the Seattle Seahawks, each year we kind of tried to count the Seahawks out. Last year they were the best rushing football team in the National Football League. And they also have Russell Wilson, who is just magical at times. I I think what Pete Carroll and the Seahawks can do, you might have three teams in the NFC West. The Cardinals are obviously the team looking outside that they're not going to make the playoffs. 
the West could also have three playoff teams. I'm very interested to see what a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo does. I'm very interested in seeing that. I never count the Seahawks off out because of Pete Carroll, like you mentioned. Russell Wilson, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And then the Rams, obviously, a Super Bowl team last year. Can Goff take that next step? Can he become like we're kind of looking at Goff and, and, and Trubisky like in the same way? Like if, if Trubisky is Goff, like is that, is that a good bar for him to set? Like is that, is that as good as they can be? And is that good enough for them to be? Because like if the Rams were able to score some points in the Super Bowl, they probably would have won. You know what I mean? Like if they if they yeah. had a better if they were better at quarterback, it's not like the Patriots defense was they were good, but ultimately we talked about the the Patriots defense having holes all season and they were a, a good, you know, a good offensive output away from winning the Super Bowl. So I think that yeah, like you said, you could have three teams there. I don't think Kyler Murray and the Cardinals are going to be uh, anywhere near the playoffs this year. I think they'll improve from winning three games last year. But it's going to take a, a couple years for Kyler Murray to and, and the team to put enough around him for them to be a playoff contending team. Chris Buck and Adam Abdallah singing for Jonathan Hood tonight on, on, on Under the Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Uh, you know, we mentioned a pass interference call keeping the Saints from getting to the Super Bowl. You could also say the same for the Rams. The Cooks pass interference call that wasn't called where he dropped the ball in the end zone that could have also led to the rams winning the super bowl because it would have put the rams near the goal line Mm -hmm. and like you said if they would scored more points they probably beat the patriots in the super bowl okay Mm -hmm. so that's one two three four four divisions i count one more so i have five divisions Mm -hmm. where the possibility of three teams that can make the playoffs as we sit here in august looking ahead at this upcoming nfl season and it's the NFC North. Absolutely. It's the Chicago Bears, the Green Bay Packers, and the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, and look, if you go to ESPN.com, they put out an article yesterday about teams uh, most likely worst to first teams. And the number one team most likely worst to first, according to their metrics, were the Detroit Lions. So don't count out the like. I, we all count out the Lions. We all count out the Lions. But basically, they ran the projections, you know, however many times they run them. And the outcomes were... 22% of the time, each team won the division. So they did it, Twenty, the 22% went to yeah. the Bears, 22% went to the Vikings, 22% went to the Packers, and 22% went to the Lions. Ooh. So this, this I'm just what? saying, I'm just saying, what? don't count out the... Uh, I, I don't think they're going to make oh. any noise in the division. I think it's 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 a Bears Vikings Packers division. I think you've got Aaron Rodgers. I think his stuff with with Matt Lafleur will be solved, and they both ultimately want to win. And a good offense is a good offense. And I never count on Aaron Rodgers. Minnesota has a great defense, and I think that the second year with Kirk Cousins in that system, because everybody's like, oh well, it's, we know who Kirk Cousins is. Second year, we're saying the same thing about Trubisky, aren't oh, we? Yeah. Second-year Trubisky should be fine. So why can't second-year Cousins? It's a different system. It's a different offense. So that's five divisions that I count looking at the standings from last season where I think teams will have a shot at the playoffs for this upcoming season. And that's what I love about the NFL because really, as we sit here on August 16th, we can look and say there's probably, these are the teams that are probably out of it already. The Bengals, the Raiders, the Giants, you say the Lions have a shot. I say no shot. No, no. I said ESPN uh, said they had a shot. I also say no shot. The Buccaneers and yeah. the Cardinals. That means six teams out of the entire league that I think is already out oh, of Oh, the Dolphins are out. Oh, yeah. The, the Dolphins are there, too. The Dolphins, Dolphins are out. out. Okay, seven teams. There's seven teams that are out of it. Yeah. But we have five divisions where you could have a race of three teams fighting for the playoffs. And that's awesome. So, so here's where we go to the Action Network. They had a, uh, a column up, the best NFL win total bets 
Uh, can you trust the Cardinals and the Giants to improve? And they go through the teams uh, based on a 10,000 simulation from the Action Network on what these teams will do based on statistics, strength of schedule, and they will try and figure out a number of wins for each team. So what comes along with this column, and we will go through some of these top bets in the NFL in a second. Uh, what I want to point out is what comes along with this is a chart. And on the chart, Abdallah, it shows you the win totals that are projected based on the Action Network's 10,000 simulations. Mm -hmm. And when you go through, based on what they think teams will win in the National Football League, these are the standings that come out the other side. In the AFC, the best team will be the Patriots, then the Chiefs, the Colts, the Steelers, the Chargers, and the Ravens. Mm -hmm. So you get two teams from the AFC North, and two teams from the AFC West. The AFC North and the AFC West. Kansas City and the Chargers. And then the uh, Steelers and the Ravens. The two teams on the outside looking in would be the Browns and the Texans. You then go to the NFC. The best team in the NFC based on the 10,000 uh, simulation projection from the Action Network. The Rams. The Saints. The Eagles. The Packers. The Bears 5th. The Seahawks 6th. The two teams on the outside looking in, the Falcons and the Panthers. So the, so the one thing that I want to point out here is that they have the Bears making the playoffs. Yeah. But they have the Bears making the playoffs as a wild card team. Not again. So um, a couple things on that. I agree. I agree. That obviously, it, it's just stats and they run these simulations. Yeah. It's like running a Madden simulation or whatever. They just do it 10,000 times. I can see both the Packers. I can see because as good as the, the, the NFC North is, I can see two teams coming out of that division for sure. We just mentioned three possibilities. So uh, to me, you know, the Bears, we've talked about it in the offseason so far. They could regress and not win as many games, but still be as good, if not better, a more complete team. Like the defense is going to regress a little bit, right? There's no way that the defense is going to be that that good. They the defense ended drives in turnovers 19% of the time. That's unheard it's literally unheard of. It's literally the best defense ever by 3 percentage points ever, ever, ever. And I think 16% of those ended in an interception. Also completely unheard of. So just to say that the Bears defense is going to regress doesn't mean we're not going to say they're they're going to be a top three defense or a top four defense. They could still be the number one defense. They're just not going to be that good because it's statistically almost impossible to be that as good as they were again. So and then you assume that the, the offense is going to uh, improve a little bit with Matt Nagy in the second year with Mitchell Trubisky and more plays and opening up the playbook a little bit. So they could be a more complete team. Just maybe not in the win totals. They could, you know, they win 10 games, but they're a better team. They look better. They're scoring more. Maybe they're giving up a few more points because they're not ending drives and turnovers at the rate that they did last season. And ultimately, they're still a better team. They don't win the division. They still make the playoffs. Chris Black and Adam Abdallah singing in for Jonathan Hood tonight on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. So along with this 10,000 simulation uh, thing that was ran by the Action Network, it gives you a projected win total. And is it surprising to you that the computer spit out the Chicago Bears only winning 8.7 games this season? So that would technically be an under on the Vegas number. That would be at nine. So is it surprising to you that the, the computer is spitting out now uh, on the high end? 
It's only saying that the Patriots are going to win 10.4 games and the Chiefs are going to win 10.3. The Rams are at 9.9. The Saints at 9.8. The Colts at 9.7. Eagles, 9.7. Chargers, 9.2. Packers, 9.1. And the Bears are at 8.7. Is it surprising to you that the projections based on statistical breakdown is saying that this Bears team, what you're suggesting, that if the defense takes a step back, And if there is any regression at all from the defense, which it's very likely will happen, even though personnel is the same, it's just they were very lucky last year in their favor. Is it surprising that the number is at the 8 range and not at the the 9 and 10 range? No, because you factor in two things. You factor the regression, and uh, Football Outsiders did this, and they said they're on average the number one defense the next season regresses to the number nine defense on average in DVOA. Now, are they going to go from the first, the number one overall defense to the number nine defense based on their talent that they have? I don't think so. But let's say they're fifth. Let's say they're fourth. It's not top. You're not number one, but you're not, you know, lower top 10. You're still number three, number four. According to DVOA last year, I believe they had the 26th ranked uh, or 20th ranked offense, 20th ranked offense according to DVOA. Let's say that improves to 15th, 14th, right? You're not going to be, you might be a top five offense. You might be a top 10 defense. That's great. But I would even, a jump to to 12th would be be huge, right? So let's say you have those metrics. I can see that because then you couple that in with the schedule. You have Green Bay to start the game, start the season. Bears fans think that it's going to be a a good thing that they're getting Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers in their first game, and there may be some communication issues or whatever. Okay, you're also getting the Bears with a new defensive coordinator in their first game, and none of these guys are playing in the preseason, so this is going to be their first time out there seeing live action from other opponents. Okay. So you've got that. Then you have to go to Denver, where historically teams that go to Denver in September never win because it's hot and the elevation is high or something. Then you have Minnesota. You have to go to Washington. They should win that. Minnesota, Oakland, the bye week. Then you have New Orleans. You have the Chargers. You have the Eagles. You face Detroit. You have the the uh, the Rams. You have to go to Detroit again for Thanksgiving. Then you have the Cowboys. Then you have to go to Green Bay. Then you get Kansas City back here. Then you have to go to Minnesota. That is a tough schedule. You know, so, you know, you could sum that up by just saying they have a tough schedule, right? No, but I'm letting people know because people are like, <laughs> "Oh, they have a tough schedule." I'm not. I'm not sure people know how tough. I was this waiting schedule for is. you to go through the whole schedule before I said that because no, you could have just said people, they had a tough I don't, schedule. I think people are sleeping on this tough schedule. This is a tough schedule. This is, well, you have Adam, super, it's a first-place schedule. Okay, you have one, two, yeah. three, four, yeah, counting. five, Keep going. six. Yeah. I've got six teams on here that can win a Super Bowl. That's a lot. I, you know, And if you take into consideration what we just told you on how the AFC and the NFC are going to stack up based on the 10,000 simulation projection from the Action Network, the surprise to me, there are two of them. One, it's that Green Bay will be the fourth-best team in the NFC. Mm-hmm. And that Pittsburgh will be the fourth best team in the AFC. I don't think a lot of people are assuming that the Steelers are going to win that division. Can they make the playoffs? We just went through the different divisions that are going to have a tight race. Three teams that can make the playoffs from a division. And we have the AFC North listed. The Browns, the Steelers, and the Ravens. How many people would just assume that the Steelers are going to win that division and be the fourth best team in the AFC? Well, I think you're looking at the most the team in there with the most uh, proven and consistent quarterback, right? In Ben Roethlisberger. Like, 
like Baker Mayfield's great and all, but he's only he's only had one year under his belt, and the Ravens, if he keeps running that way, he's going to get hurt. So I think that you have the most stable quarterback with the Steelers, which is which is something that you know helps you in this simulation, I think. And then if you look at the Packers, they spent a ton of money on defense. They drafted all defensive players. They've completely retooled this defense. Look what the Bears did when they completely retooled their defense in a year and drafted and drafted a bunch of defensive players. They had the best defense in the league. So ultimately, with that and Aaron Rodgers, I'm not really surprised. The best NFL win total bets from the Action Network. Here are the uh, ones that they give out. Uh, Chris Black and Adam Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. The first one up, the Arizona Cardinals over five wins. Current odds minus 140. The implied probability is at 58.3%. They suggest that the Cardinals go over the win total 73% of the time. So you should go over the Cardinals at five wins. They said since 2003, 75 teams have finished a season winning few or four uh, Four or fewer games. The next year, those same teams won an average of 6.8 games. The next one up on the column on the Action Network, the New York Giants over six wins. Current odds at plus 125. Implied probability is 44%. But they say the Giants will go over the win total of six wins 78.8% of the time. Uh, They say that with such an easy schedule, they project them to go 7.6 wins. So almost a whole win and a half above what the win total is in Vegas. The Tennessee Titans under eight wins. The current odds at minus 140. Implied probability at 58%. They suggest the Titans will go under the win total 74% of the time. And this is one of the teams that we were saying. We don't think they'll be involved in that playoff race in the AFC South. I love this one. And just for for reference, the past two seasons using these same analytics, the Action Network's top four plays have gone seven and one, covering by two and a half games on average. There's one last one, and it's the Minnesota of Vikings under nine wins the current odds at minus 110 implied probability at 52 percent they suggest the Vikings will go under the win total of nine wins 74 percent of the time and they basically in this breakdown just it's just a trashing of Kirk Cousins it is just we don't believe in Kirk Cousins we think he's overpaid we don't think he's we think he's too inconsistent and not going to be able to get the job done Chris Black and Am Abdallah here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. I'm just telling you, I sit down and instead of doing a, a crossword puzzle or a Sudoku, I sit there and I just look at a standings just on, on the screen and I just try and figure it out. I'm I like doing to, the mental, free one. Mental in New gymnastics, York Times. trying to figure it out. It's a small one. It's free. It only takes like 90 seconds to do because I'm not paying for a big one. I'm, I'm not paying to do a crossword. No, I'm talking about the standings though. Oh. Yeah, I you just we stare at it really hard and you try and figure this out. And that's why I love the National Football League. And that's why I love the summer because we can kind of try and figure out and project who's going to be good, who's going to take a step back, mm-hmm. who we should bet on, mm-hmm. who's going to win divisions. And it's all uh, very exciting to uh, kind of talk about. Chris Black and Adam Abdallah singing for Jonathan Hood. I've got a question for you, Adam, and for many Bulls fans out there with Zach Levine and Team USA. Why is he not there? Are you upset that he's not participating this summer? You know, players get better at Team USA. We'll talk about Bulls, basketball. Coming up next, Black and Abdallah in for Jonathan Hood. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Weeknights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. This Cubs team, man. <laughs> Dude. All right. Like, what All you, right. Like, 
Are there pet? Do they have petting zoos in Pittsburgh? Like, is there? Oh yeah, the Joe Man thing. Like, where, I don't even know. Where, where, where's like, the bag of tricks? This I don't year? know. Maybe he just knows. Listen, Maybe he's like hanging oh. jerseys when you're on the road from home games in the lockers. That's not much of a trick. I don't know, man. Right? Maybe someone needs to get naked again. Whoa, what's that reference to? Isn't that the whole thing? Like Rizzo got on the thing during the during what? the uh, like Rizzo did something. What are you talking in the, about? This is out there. All right. Well, let's talk about the NBA. I'm Chris Black with Adam Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Got on the thing. What are you talking about? Over Look there? it up. Uh, Black and Abdallah in for Jonathan Hood tonight on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. You know, when I think about USA basketball, and if you go to ESPN.com, there's a new story up as uh, P.J. Tucker from the Houston Rockets has withdrawn from consideration from USA Basketball's World Cup roster. It means they are now down to 14 players. They have to get down to 12 spots. Uh, The Americans will leave for Australia on Saturday for three exhibition games. They'll have several practices before uh, competing in the World Cup uh, in China coming up later this month. Chris Black and Am Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. You know, when I take a look at USA Basketball, I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast and Brian Windhorst was on it. And they were they talked for 45 minutes about USA Basketball, the guys who look good. There's columns also written on ESPN.com about how De'Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Jason Tatum, all playing well for USA Basketball this summer. And I think it's something interesting to follow. I think it's something we need to follow because many people are pointing to De'Aaron Fox and Donovan Mitchell as two who are going to be breakout stars in the next upcoming NBA season. And the reason why I mentioned the Simmons Windhorse podcast is they referenced many times how USA basketball was a jumping off point for many stars to kind of announce themselves. And then the following NBA season, they showed up and they were some of the best players in the NBA based on them showing up in USA basketball, Kevin Durant, he announced that he was one of the best players in the world at USA basketball. And then he showed up in the NBA and was really good. They mentioned how Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, the first go around how USA basketball allowed them to get to another level of stardom. And when I look at USA basketball, Abdallah, I think there's three things to why it matters. And if you're a Bulls fan listening, this is why it matters. Number one, the coaching, it's the best coaching in all of basketball, before with Coach K and the staff he had, now with Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr and what they have now, you get the best coaching. So if you're a player, it's important and it matters because you have the best coaching and you're there with the best in the game trying to help you get better at at your craft. Number two, it's a place and a chance for a player who is a young guy to showcase his skills and to kind of announce himself on a stage that's higher than just playing for your local team. And it also could be a confidence boost, right? If you show out at Summer League, I mean, you show out at at USA camp with the USA team, and and when they go to China and they play in the World Cup and you show out, Donovan Mitchell, and he comes back to the league, he's going to feel like, yeah, I'm one of the best players in the league. You know, James Harden did that. James Harden was really good at USA basketball, comes to the league, and all of a sudden James Harden's a go-to guy for his team, the Houston Rockets. And number three... It's an opportunity to make friends and to possibly team up in the future. We know the way the NBA works now in free agency. We've seen it. LeBron, Wade, Bosch. How did they all point to what what was the start of the friendship between those three and the idea that maybe someday we should play together? This is at USA Basketball. What about Kyrie and Durant this offseason? We just saw it a couple months ago. 
USA Basketball. They became best friends at USA Basketball. And even to an extent, LeBron James and Anthony Davis teamed up because they played together at USA Basketball. So I ask you this, Abdal. Mm-hmm. Is it any concern to you if we look at the list of players who are at USA Basketball, the 14 who are still standing, who are trying to represent this country? Is it bothersome to you at all that Zach Levine was never considered for this? As a Bulls fan, when I hear these stories about De'Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, taking it to the next level at USA Basketball for Coach Popovich and, and the country... Does it bother you at all that Zach Levine is nowhere to be found, not mentioned? It wasn't like he was asked and then he pulled out like P.J. Tucker. Like, P.J. Tucker has been there. He's not going to do it, but he's been there for the camps. Is it a concern at all if you're a Bulls fan? Nah. All right, back to you. Uh, Chris Buckingham, no, 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 I'm about no. here on ESPN 1000 I'll, and the ESPN I'll app. explain. I'll explain. First of all, no one's playing. So, like, what... I get it when Durant was there, when LeBron was there, like you got Harden, you got all these guys there. Now, who's going to be left there? You've got a bunch of scrubs that were left over on the Celtics. Like you've got no one's PJ Tucker's dropping out because of an injury. Okay. None of these guys are playing with anybody. I understand the coaching aspect. I'll let you continue. I understand the coaching aspect of it. Shouldn't it be more concerning if it were James Harden, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving? And, and Zach Levine was in the conversation. I'd get it. Mm-hmm. But look at the list of players who are still standing. You're telling me. Now, I, I, I hear Sea Red Nations out there, and Bulls fans tell me that Zach Levine is some superstar, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so if he's a superstar in the league, right? Listen to this list of players who are still there. You tell me if there are superstars here and Zach Levine's not involved. You have Harrison Barnes. Harry Barnes just standing in the corner waiting to shoot a three-point shot from Steph Curry still. Jalen Brown. De'Aaron Fox, Joe Harris, Kyle Kuzma, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, Donovan Mitchell, Miles Plumley, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Miles Turner, Kemba Walker, Derek White. Kemba Walker's a superstar. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's on way to being a superstar. Outside of that, Zach Levine could be in this group. Yeah, he could be, but it also just sounds like a list of dudes that the Bulls will be willing to overpay in a couple of years. Like, that's all that list is. There's nobody. I understand from the coaching aspect, but then I ask you, I answer your question, Chris, with a question of my own. Uh, would the Bulls let him go? Yeah, I mean, Thaddeus Young the was there. Because the coaching is so good. Thaddeus Young was there, and um, he dropped out. Maybe he's getting super healthy. You can get healthier than healthy? You can get super healthy. Well, see, and, and that's why like, I find it interesting. Instead of being here with Team USA, Zach Levine is Instagramming videos of him jumping on boxes in sand pits in Oregon. How about this? Do they know he's American? Yeah, probably. Okay. All right. Well, that leaves them out. All right. No, it's not, it's not concerning to me as a Bulls fan because I don't think, look, it's a long flight to Australia. It's a long flight. Okay, and we all we've all seen lost. Anything can happen on a flight to and from Australia. Do you want Zach Levine to get lost? I don't. Okay, would it get them out of his contract? Maybe, but ultimately, I don't want Zach Levine to get lost. I think it's concerning because they. I don't think. Sorry, I don't think it's concerning that they haven't asked him because I think that you know what Zach Levine is. I don't. I think that we all are aware of who Zach Levine is. I don't know if Zach Levine can get any better. I don't think that they 
they this is his ceiling. I think that that that's Larry an Markkinen, indictment too. You don't think Zach Levine can get better? Then I, we're in trouble. I think Laurie Marketing can get better. I don't know what Wendell Carter is, but I think this is Zach Levine. I think this is him. I don't think a, a new relationship, a, a rekindled relationship with the coach, is all of a sudden going to make him play defense. Okay, I don't think that he's going to be. A, this is who he is, especially in this offense that Jim Boylan is going to run. This is who he is. So going to Team USA and, and and playing with better players and all that kind of stuff, I don't think it's going to do him any good. I think it would do worlds of uh, – it would help. And, and I go back to the three reasons, right? The coaching. Yeah, the, the coaching. The, the you're right on the that, coaching. That you have a chance to showcase your game against guys like Donovan Mitchell, other stars who are on way to becoming a star in the league, Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum. Um, and then number three – you have the opportunity to make friendships and to possibly link up in the future. And we all know the way the league works now. It's not the Bulls can't sign any free agents. That stuff doesn't matter anymore. No. You know why? Because players say, hey, you're my buddy. Where can we both go together? And let's just go to that spot. It has nothing to do with the team. Do you think it has anything to do with the Brooklyn Nets? That they got Kyrie no. Irving and Kevin Durant? No, they had two max spots. They figured out that that's a spot they wanted to go to. And more or less, it, it, it says that they didn't want to go to the New York Knicks. So they went to the other option. No, no, no. And, and that's why they're there. So, I mean, I I think it's an opportunity to be close with a Jason Tatum or a Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox. Some of these studs who are young players, it's a missed opportunity for Zach Levine. And I think his game would develop Personally, I disagree with you. I think he could be a better player by being involved in Team USA basketball. And and so it, it comes back to this thought that Team USA looked at his game and they said, not for us. Well, you I don't think, think about it. Hey, look, he's 23.7 points per game last year in 34 minutes for the Chicago Bulls. He played 63 games and they're looking at it and they're saying, you know, we don't really need that. You know, you don't do enough on the floor to help us overall. We'd rather have someone who could just be a shooter. Right, there are guys on the team who are just straight shooters. Well, who is who is Zach Levine tight with? Like you're saying, this is okay. So I get well, he can. You're, benefit. you're telling me that you don't think there would be a benefit of him like being friends with Kyle Kuzma or De'Aaron Fox no, or Jalen Brown. No, of course there would be. Look at this. They're going to be free agents I, at I some agree, point. I agree with you of the point that it's it's good for coaching for him to get coached by the best coaches in the league, and it's a good professional networking event. That's what I. This is a good business professional networking event that's all this is you get to be on a a 15-hour flight or whatever it is to australia with these guys you get to play a few games you fly back you do that a few times this this offseason that's fine but ultimately i don't think it's going to make him any better like i just i think this is who he is well that's an indictment on him then okay well then i don't think he's a very good player he can certainly get better i don't think he a guy with that much raw skill and talent he should be able to get better he should be he should be that good by now well, I don't disagree with that, but it's not like you just give up on him. He He's under contract, and he's what you have as a hope to be the next star of the team. He's got to get better. There's no option for him not to get better. I thought Jim Boylan was friends with Popovich. I thought he coached under Popovich. Why can't he pull some strings? Hmm? It's a great question. Use your connections. Chris Buck and Adam Abdallah sing in for Jonathan Hood tonight. I've got something else regarding the NBA. A general manager in the league has said... That a curtain curtain player in the NBA is the best scorer of all time, and it's not Michael Jordan. This GM and who he's talking about, we'll tell you who that is. Coming up next, it's Chris Black and Adam Abdallah. Sing in for Jonathan Hood. You're listening to my man's in them, Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app.
This hour is brought to you by Enzo Custom. Check out their open house this Thursday from 4.30 to 6.30. Tell them Tom Waddle sent you and save $50. Get $50 off Abdallah. Get that suit. Black and Abdallah here in for Jonathan Hood tonight on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. So did you hear this audio from Daryl Morey, Houston Rockets general manager? He was on the Self-Made with Nade Shot podcast. Take a listen to this. I don't think they realized James Harden was as good as he is now, right? That's correct. To be fair, I don't know if anyone did. We 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 put all our assets in to trade for him. Um but no one could anticipate he'd be the best player in the world. Like Why did you why did you put all your assets? Why him? So both the eye test cuz he looks amazing. I think anyone watched him, but if you look if you looked at data at the time, once he had the ball in his hands and it's still true to this day and I get a lot of because you know, someone asked me who's a better scorer, him or Michael Jordan, and and it's just factual that James Harden is a better scorer than Michael Jordan. Based now. on the math, based on literally, like you give you give James Harden the ball, and before you're giving up the ball, how many points do you generate? Which is how you should measure offense. Uh, James Harden is by far number one in NBA history, and he was number one even at the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> It just he was coming off the bench. It was a little more hidden. So you needed good data to sort of suss that out. So we knew he had that amazing skill to be a scorer. Yeah, people probably aren't going to like you saying that. No, no, people hate it. Now, the counter argument is reasonable. They say if you put Michael Jordan on a team now, he would do more than James Harden. That's possible. But if you're just saying, like, NBA history, how much – if you give this guy the ball, how much does his team score after you give him the ball before the other team gets the ball? It's James Harden. And I know that that makes people mad, but it's just – it's literally a fact. So, Wow. Well, that's Daryl Morey. Uh, Here's a fact for the GM of the Houston Rockets. Respectively. Respectively, here's a a stat. Tell him. If Jordan had the information from the three-point line that we have now, then the fact would be it would still be Jordan. I, hold on. It would still be Jordan. Hold on, though. Because Jordan would shoot threes. I love this argument. No, this is an no. idiotic argument. No, no, no. This is a, no. It, it's an well, argument. Well, the stats say that well, he, uh, per game, all, uh, what James Harden is numbers. doing. He's just quoting oh, okay. numbers. And but, don't, but it's factually don't, incorrect if second. you use your eyeballs. Hold on a second. You're telling me that back in the day, this is what I love about old-timey basketball and how they're like, well, if they would have had the information, you mean to tell me that they didn't have the information that three points were worth more than two points? No, no. They didn't have this information back then? We had that information, but the way the game was played was not with this idea that you shoot from as far away on the court as possible, thus freeing up everything else. The, the, The way the game was played was from the inside out. Yeah, and now it, it's completely yeah, flipped. It was dumb. I'm going to try to score two instead of three. Okay, That's a so, dumb way to play basketball. You, you think that if people weren't packing in the lane, like it was 10 degrees outside, like if you watch a 90s game, guys are getting close to each other in the lane to stay warm. Oh, I know. You're telling me that if there was players all about the court spread out because of the three-point line when Jordan played, like he wouldn't get to the basket? I don't know. What I do know is that Chicago Blackhawks single game tickets go on sale Tuesday, August 20th at noon with over 25 game day giveaways, five 2010 anniversary celebration nights, three jersey nights, a retro hat series, community nights, theme ticket offers, pregame, atrium events, and more. The Blackhawks will host their first home game of the season on October 10th against the Sharks, followed by a series of exciting matchups all throughout October. Visit Blackhawks.com for more ticket information today. More on this debate. James Harden or Michael Jordan, who's the best scorer ever in the National Basketball Association? And also the summer of football coming up.